Just a teenage. Is this the original? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know the song. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Does Jesse ever play the original of any song in here? <laughs> oh, I thought this was you. <laughs> no. I, I like that that uh, this could have been the original that was then later covered. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that was the that was the original uh, teenage dirtbag from the nineteen forties. She had two tickets to Iron Maiden, and that was before anyone knew what it was. But it was actually just an exhibit at a museum yes. where they showed an Iron Maiden. It, the, the, that song pushed everything forward because she was a woman singing about how a woman didn't like her back. <laughs> I know this is the original. Because I'm feral. This Colin. <laughs> it's Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell. Did you see the, uh, like, 20-somethings in Iraq or Iran that, like, got arrested for, like, singing to this in, like, a YouTube video? No, I did not. Jesus, that's terrifying, though. That's terrifying? I mean, it doesn't scare me, but... I mean, it doesn't... It's fine, though, because if I saw a bunch of, like, happy 20-year-olds singing along to something <laughs> and I had control, I'd be like, yeah, arrest them, <laughs> like, right now. <laughs> Not for religious reasons. Just you don't like them. Yeah, I'm like, they have friends. <laughs> no, dude. Mark Zucker, and I mean this with my whole heart, Mark Zuckerberg could lick my asshole, dude. He's the worst. No, we can... Hey, we're... Um, hold on. Let me get into character. Parker, we're up now? Parker, and that's why it just means so much to the disabled kids that we continue to do the podcast through the quarantine. <laughs> oh, hey, didn't see you guys there. Hey, all uh, you cool cats and kittens hey, out there. You- <laughs> <laughs> uh, my name is Drew Absher. I'm Parker Newman. And we host a podcast called The Joe Rogan Experience. And, <laughs> uh, we're, the, we're the co-hosts of Fill My Heart. Um, uh, today we're going to be doing an episode of Fill My Heart for you. Uh, basically, the the reason we're doing this is because Parker and I we use some selective language. Uh, yes. You know, it's uh, it's not safe for all audiences. Um, it's it's like a ECW wrestling. Like we're gonna we're basically language wise we're gonna be throwing each other through thumbtacks on tables. <laughs> um, but no, uh, we just thank you for streaming it. Um, we hope you enjoy. If you like it, we have a Patreon page. Patreon.com backslash fill my heart where we have bonus episodes. We just recorded one where we talked about Tiger King yes. on Netflix. Uh, so if you if you want if you like us and you want to hear us break down some other stuff and talk about our lives a little bit more, uh, feel free to do that. Patreon.com. If not, thanks for watching. Thanks for supporting. Uh, and uh, we're gonna start the show here in a second. Once I think of a song. Um, Should stay. <laughs> I bad intro. <laughs> I kind of bricked this one. And I will 
everybody. Welcome to Fill My Heart. Hey. Uh, my apologies. My name is Drew Absher. I'm Parker Newman, and I'm supposed to be the one that has low energy intros. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, I'm not. I thought Whitney got into it a little bit earlier on. That's my fault. No, uh, this sounds like a cover. <laughs> like yeah. A, yeah. Actually that was my fault. Well, actually, this is a cover. Oh, really? Before the show, we were talking about cover songs because... Uh, we were Jesse here at Stab. Uh, when he's here, he's not right now because we've broken <laughs> in. Uh, he's not a, an essential business owner, so they're not open. But um, he plays like like uh, versions of songs that are like like covers, but not. They're almost just like tongue in cheek covers, you know? Yeah. And uh, we were listening to a, a, a what could only be described as like a a bluegrass version. I don't. It's not even bluegrass. It's like big band version of. Teenage Dirtbag by Weedus and Parker asked, "Is this the original?" Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember the original. I never got, really. No, come on. Really. All right, oh God, come on, dude. Are you gonna pick a second intro? No, song? We'll just, I just gotta play a clip of Teenage Dirtbag. It's the best Is fucking it by the band Wheat Us. Wheat Us, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Weedus, because there's Wheat Them. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. It's the possessive. It's like a. Uh, in Spanish, it's usted. <laughs> yeah. It's formal. Yeah, it's you, formal. Yes. If you, wheat too, you're going to get for. slapped yeah. if you're not talking. Here you go. <laughs> this song? Is that really it? Yeah. And then he gets into here. Oh, God. Dude, Teenage <laughs> Dirtbag is fucking great. Man, uh, I, I love that know. song. Um, anyway, guys, uh, this is Fill My Heart. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Another week in quarantine. Yes. How are we feeling, Parker? Oh, man. I'm uh, going pretty insane. Yeah. Inside my house or apartment where I'm moving out in uh, in about two weeks. Oh, are into you? My, you tell me that. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to be in my own little place. Uh, so I'm going to go even more insane. Yeah. So I'm a little concerned. Yeah, you're moving that. into like a, a guest house type situation. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So I'm living with my aunt and uncle, but they have like a... Uh, yeah, uh, your Aunt May and Uncle Ben. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they had this place not up to fire code. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny to be quarantining in a building that's not up to... You're like, I respect the law sometimes. <laughs> oh, wait, I, I'm stupid. You're making a Spider-Man reference. I thought you're making a Star Wars reference. No, no, <laughs> That's what no, no. Aunt May and Uncle Ben. <laughs> I thought, yeah, man, he just gets shot. Yeah. His house didn't burn down. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like I really want to fuck up Spider-Man's family yeah, now. You're like, I wish that he'd die in a building collapse. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you're moving out. Yeah, uh, Billy Joel style. So yeah, that uh, is, if it ain't moving up. Yep, <laughs> it's just a waste of time. Um, and, and so, yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of uh, concerned about that, but it's good because I hate the fucking place I'm in. Yeah, right now, uh, yes. so much. I literally, I we're I, roommates. I, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I went into, I went outside, and you know, I'm upstairs, there are fucking three kids just hanging out, like on the railing, like hanging mm-hmm. out, like touching the railing and shit. And like this is a real a barbecue pandemic. Becky thing to complain about, Parker. <laughs> Parker's like, all these colored people better not be on my porch. <laughs> Most of them were white. Yeah, you're, you're, you're being all Quentin Tarantino, or not Quentin Tarantino, uh, Grand Torino right now. You're like, get off my lawn. <laughs> no, but it's like, dude, it's fucking like during a 
pandemic. Yeah. No, I get it. Like, where you kids... Like, they fucking, like, play day and fucking night. I mean... Right, just during the day. Yeah. But, yeah. These kids have... They're nocturnal. 72 hours straight of playing tag. You've never seen endurance like it. They get hopped up on meth. And then they day and start. night, they, play just, they just play day and night. It's yeah, crazy. Day and night. Um, and no, but like they're just scream like fucking crazy. And then they're just like outside. Like It's like such shitty fucking parents, you know? Yeah. And Honestly, though, like we found out last week in the episode of Dr. Phil that people just apparently don't know what to do with their kids. Yeah, not at all. And so that, that doesn't surprise me too much. Yeah, I don't know. I'm if you didn't listen to last week's episode, basically, uh, it's we're going to do a similar one today, but Dr. Phil has moved completely to being like doing Zoom meetings, basically, of Dr. Phil's shows. But last week he talked about how to like parent during a quarantine, which... Much to our surprises, just like parenting regularly, except you got to see your shithead kid more. So <laughs> he needed to give people advice on that. But um, yeah, which is, I don't know, people, that's what I hate about people who shouldn't have kids having kids. It's like they don't expect them to like be kids. Like, yeah. They're like, why are you doing that? Because you had a fucking kid. Yeah. Like, that's what. Like, yeah, totally. Exactly. You can't like fucking get a dog and then when it starts barking be like why are you barking what the fuck right like, yeah exactly and you can't yeah with people who have kids like that don't understand parenting yeah it's so bizarre to me because like it seems innate you know what i mean it seems like if you're if you're destined to like if you're someone who's like i want to have a kid you should have the traits inside your brain that tell you how to be a parent yeah that's like a- most people you talk to who are good parents are just like i just did what felt right yeah. And then they turned out to be good parents, you know? Well, that's the problem, though, is that everyone thinks they'd be a good parent. No one is like, you know what? I'm going to sit this one out. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't have good genes. For Dude, us. you know what? If we make it to five years of this podcast, wow. we should adopt a kid. Adopt a kid. Think about it, dude. If we adopted like a 13 year old and had him third mic on the podcast, (laughs) that'd be pretty fun. It'd be pretty fun. We we could probably find a kid from the Dr. Phil show. Oh, we easily could. Oh, we should talk about this real quick. So there was a video going around. um, Oh, I'll pull up a picture of her. There was a video going around of a girl doing a coronavirus challenge. Yeah. She, we did an episode of her on Dr. Phil. Yeah. I mentioned her. Yeah, but I didn't know that that was the girl from oh, Dr. Really? Phil. Yeah. Oh, okay. I brought it up and you kind of like brushed it aside. Yeah, I was like, why are we talking about this dumb TikTok girl? I didn't realize that was her. Yeah, she's been on, I think, twice. Yeah, well, now she's on a third time because yeah. Dr. <laughs> Phil brought her on to talk about her yeah. dumb coronavirus challenge. It's hopefully like, how can Dr. Phil keep falling for these traps? Yeah. I mean, hopefully she'll be on a respirator yeah. <laughs> and not be on a fourth time. But Yeah, it's like it's like if Danielle Brajoli killed somebody <laughs> and then wrote in their blood on a wall, I will only talk to Dr. Phil. And Dr. Phil's like, I got to talk to her about this and see what's going on because this is crazy. It's like, dude, yeah, they want your attention, you yeah. idiot. Um, anyway. How are you doing? Okay, dude. It's just been super, like I've just been super anxious and depressed, and like you know, I feel yeah. it's like it. It seems worthless to complain about to talk to people about it because it's like, yeah, everybody's anxious and depressed. But it's been it's been tough for me just with work, you know, because I'm working like 
<laughs> Everyone keeps saying the front lines, which is so funny. They're like, man, you're really on the front lines out Whoa. there. I'm like, well, not quite. Not quite the front lines. The front yeah. lines are... You're a nurse? Like, yeah. You're a doctor? Well, even like I was thinking more military, but oh, you're yeah, right, true. too. It's like, yeah, there's I'm like probably fifth tier as far as importance goes right. uh, of jobs. But, you know, working at a grocery store, man, you just... I, I realized yesterday I had an incident where a lady needed help shopping because she she had needed a knee replacement and uh it got pushed back and you said i would help you but i don't need a lung replacement (laughs) right now (laughs) i said why don't you just chop it off like the dude in tiger king uh (laughs) shop it off yeah no chop it off (laughs) oh chop it off (laughs) not shop it off (laughs) i was like well why don't you shop till you drop girlfriend (laughs) and i spanked her on the ass and i said Get it, keep it moving, lady. I'm trying to run a business here. Uh, no, uh, but she she needed a knee replacement and got pushed back because of the COVID thing. And uh, so she was like, "Can you help me?" And I was like, "Yeah." So I helped her grab some potatoes. Then she's like, "I'm going to go over here and grab some chickens." <laughs> and then she ran away. She sprinted out the door. <laughs> she Kaiser Soze'd me. Got- <laughs> she just walks completely normal. <laughs> Smacks me in the neck with her cane. I'm just, ah, ah. Thanks, buddy. Does a cartwheel on the way out. Um, no. And so she starts walking to the chicken salad, like in the, the fresh section, and starts to fall. Oh, shit. And so I, like, catch her. And it wasn't like, like a Willy Wonka fall. <laughs> <laughs> like, she just... <laughs> Sorry, I keep interrupting. There, there's nothing you love more than making fun of disabled people. <laughs> Takes one to know. <laughs> um... And so she starts to fall, and I like catch her, and I'm like, "Are you okay?" And she's like, "Yeah, I'm fine." I'm like, "Do you want to hold onto my arm while we shop?" She's like, oh. "Yeah, that'd be great." But I did that just instinctively, like that's what you do to somebody who needs help, <laughs> not realizing like I've been exposed to at least yeah. 150 people by this point in the day. Any one of them could have given me something. And this lady, she's like, "I haven't left the house in 18 days," oh. and so I know she's fine. Yeah. But now I'm afraid that I'm going to be the reason this lady dies. Right. And we shop for like 15 minutes, her like interlocked arms the entire time. And I just realized in that moment, like, dude, it's going to be a while before you can treat people not like they have leprosy. Yeah. Like we're going to be like at that level with people for so long. <laughs> and it just feels so inhumane. Go ahead, Parker. What, what you got? <laughs> no, I already forgot. <laughs> um, it just feels very inhumane. And that like took a really big shot at my head. Like, I was just like, man, I don't like this. Like, I didn't, I don't like treating people like they're fucking weird because I have an issue. You know what I mean? Like, no, it's not fun. Yeah, it's very, I, I don't know. It, it's a lot of like distrust, mistrust too. Like, you know, yeah, just a lot. Like when you're at the grocery store, like, why are you like so close? Like, are you trying to get me? Like, it right? Seems, exactly. Everything seems very intentional. Well, it's, yeah, and there's people being like racist at my work too, which is like tough. Really? Yeah. There's like we've had a, I've had a couple coworkers who are Asian report people. Like one person said that she's a monster. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. It's tough, man. Like people like are asking like the Asian people not bag their groceries and shit. Wow. Yeah, dude. It's so it's when you see That's like horrible. the humanity kind of crumble from the situation like that pretty quickly kind of fucks you up yeah where you're just like oh fuck maybe this because at first you thought it was going to be this beautiful post 9-11 america where oh you need toilet paper here's some toilet paper but yeah. you realize like people are just shit you know right i don't think so yeah so it's it's been tough from that perspective but i yeah. you know i 
next week is my spring break, quote unquote. So I get the week off from schoolwork, and so I have Tuesday and Wednesday off. So I just requested Monday off as well, just to have like a, a just another mental health day and just three days off, not having any responsibilities, and you know, probably just gonna hang out and you know, just relax and really take a load off. It's just been it's been hard, you know. Yeah, no, I get it, man. I mean, yeah. not that cause I right. didn't have to fucking you know carry some lady like yeah. for a supermarket that sounds tough no yeah totally yeah it was it was rough but um you know it is what it is and we'll get through it you know everyone's kind of going through similar shit at some point you know everyone's got an emotional connection to it and we'll we'll make it through you know yeah totally. that that's me running for president hi everybody <laughs> drew absher third place in the sacramento comedy competition yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh I uh, I do have some good news though. Is that I'm down to two oh nine point seven. So yeah, like Stockton, California. Yep. <laughs> Shout out Stockton, two oh nine. Exactly. So last week I was at two twelve. Nice. So dude. yep, two pounds a week. That's good. That's what I'm looking for. That's nice. You know. What'd you start at? And when did you start? I started at uh, two um, at two fifty. Uh, around um, man, that's crazy. Yeah, two fifty around uh, November. Yeah, like yeah. emphasis on round. Or sorry, October. <laughs> exactly. Sorry, uh, October, not. Yeah, October. So October to March, yeah. we're down almost fifty pounds. Yeah, forty pounds, dude. 40 that's pounds. crazy. Good, good shit, man. Thanks. Yeah, and I think that we did make a bet. I don't remember. I wonder if someone remembers. I we like had a loose, not a bet, but like I know that we said that if you got down. To 200, I'd get you El Naviero. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think that we had another... I thought we had a bet, like a tattoo bet or something yeah. like that. I bet you're going to be bulimic. <laughs> I, bet I bet you can't get down to 115 pounds, <laughs> fat ass. <laughs> i just start bullying you and then eating disorder. You're still fat, stupid. Anyway, it's my podcast now. I bet you can only eat when there's a trough uh, in yeah, front of yeah. you. I'm surprised you haven't taken a bite out of that microphone, fat self. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, no, yeah, I think that like early on when we first when you first started to lose weight, I said I said something stupid like I'd fucking like get a fill my heart tattoo or something. Oh like yeah, that. yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's cool. I feel like I'm gonna you know keep it off this time. Yeah, you know for sure. Yeah, and I feel like I need to say that and have that recorded so I will feel stupid if I don't. Oh yeah, I'll make you feel if you start gain <laughs> if you gain another pound, I'll fucking kick you <laughs> off this podcast. Totally. We we as a podcast have to weigh less than 400 pounds. That's the rule. Oh, we're already there actually. I'm 180. I'm probably like 195 after this quarantine. Oh, okay. But yeah, we're yeah. We're, we're hanging in there. Getting close. Yeah, that'd be cool if we can get yeah. below 400. We could get on an elevator together. I don't know what <laughs> We've elevator. been on elevators I don't know if together. an elevator capacity is really 400. That's just something I made up in my head. 400? I don't know. Only only one per time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. How much is an elevator capacity like? <laughs> Dude, them like the bellhops at hotels, they'd be like, I'm sorry. I can't save all save. these bags. Yeah. <laughs> they just like throw the, one off every floor. It'd be like if we're going to get to the top, we've got to lose some weight here. It's like the Titanic. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. <laughs> Women and children first. Women and children first. <laughs> um, yeah, dude. Good job. Good job. Uh, how's it been in the quarantine? Are you still, are you still struggling at all? Um, in the quarantine? It's, I mean with the weight oh, specifically. With the weight? Yeah. Um, actually... Not, not really. Good. Like it's very. I feel like if I just started, it would be like 
I, I might have, who knows, even been back maybe. Yeah. Or it was at least been like a shitload harder, but I've kind of like made it enough of a habit to where it's like I'm kind of I'm so used to it. Yeah. By now. You know what so. I love to hear about that is because that's what I was telling you when you first started is that like it's going to seem crazy to not eat like that. Yeah. But once you do it, it doesn't seem crazy at totally. all. You're just like, oh, yeah, no, that stuff is like insanely bad for me. Yeah. And I don't want to put it in my body anymore. Like now that's kind of what you get. To. Yeah. Now it's like kind of the opposite. I mean, I feel like a hypocrite, you know, just being like. Uh, you can emphasis on hippo. Go ahead. <laughs> Hippocrite, a crate of hippo. That's <laughs> yes. what I do. No, and uh, like, because just like, I will, like, it's kind of tough because uh, I am still living with my mom's stepdad and like, they're totally like, you know, like just buying whatever the fuck. Yeah. And uh, in my... You don't have to censor yourself. They're not listening. They okay. are idiots. No. <laughs> <laughs> they're buying everything except toilet paper. <laughs> Oh, by the way, it's just so weird that people are, like, taking toilet paper. Buddy, save it for the stage. No, No, it's weird. Like, it makes no fucking sense. Save it for a stage. I don't have three years. I don't have. I know. That was my sister sent in a group chat with her. you got into a fist fight with her, right? No, not a fist fight. (laughs) Uh, No, my other. You're like, I bet I can fist better than you. (laughs) She's like. (laughs) <laughs> Why would me and my sister be arguing who can fist better? <laughs> this is how much we've been in the quarantine is we just have the dumbest fucking jokes lined up. Um, no, uh, my sister texted the group chat with all of her siblings and was like, hey, after all of this, we should get together for a family game night. I said, oh, yeah, after all of this, what are you doing June 15th? Like, what the fuck? Are, you can't make plans for after this. Like, how are you supposed to even know? Like, that's so stupid. Yeah, like, once this is over, let's talk about a family game night. Like, um, that's so funny. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's been it's been a tough. I'm just going to – I really want to just dress like fucking uh, Kurt Russell and, like, in um, fucking Escape from New York. Oh, like, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, just after – like, not even, like, now, but just the day we go out. And just, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I thought you were going to go like Mel Gibson, Mad Max type thing. Yeah, that too. Oh, that, but like with an eye patch. Oh, that's sick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everyone needs an eye patch in the apocalypse. Yeah. Um, no, fuck. Sorry. Um, what was I going to say? Um, oh, yeah. So just like a bunch of like unhealthy food and shit is around. But I'm not even like I am tempted like sometimes, but not nearly as like much as I was. It wasn't like yeah. my only means of like happiness i guess yeah yeah i hear you yeah that's interesting yeah i guess for me like food was never i always just ate like shit out of laziness oh you know it was out of convenience and like i i do like food and i like good tasting food so i'd just be like well fuck i don't need a salad yeah i don't need i don't like i i would never miss a meal and now i'm okay doing that you know now i'm like okay i can miss a meal and then just eat healthy you know like that's okay now Wait, but you did get into a fight with your sister. I did get into a fight. Well, not a fight. You do not want to. No, I don't care. It's kind of just uneventful. Like, so. um, You didn't sign a non-disclosure about it. No, no. No, my, you know, it's just yesterday was tough. And like, I had a bad day at work. And then I got home and my sister, because I live with my sister. And then she was like. How was work? And I was like, oh, you know, it was kind of just a rough day. Like, kind of went through my day. And then, like, 
without even being like, man, that sucks. She would just like said to her fiance, she's like, oh yeah, my friend, yada, yada, yada. goes on a story about, I'm just kind of like, okay, I just told you about my day. Like, <laughs> and like, I just told you it kind of sucks, you know? And like, I don't know if you're the same way, but like when you have anxiety and depression, you like, I, my anxiety triggers depression. It doesn't work the other way. Like I don't ever get depressed first, really. I always get anxiety first. Really? So yeah, once I feel the anxiety turn into depression, I know that like I'm spiraling. Um, I'm not getting choked up. This coffee is just so fucking sweet. My mouth is dry. Uh, <laughs> But then, yeah, so I was kind of like, whenever I get like the, into the depressive state, I'm, my brain's always like, why aren't people acknowledging that something's wrong with me? Not realizing that I might not be giving enough cues to that. Yeah, you know? same. I do that. And uh, so then, you know, like I was kind of just annoyed or whatever. But my sister like started watching Grey's Anatomy like beginning of last week mm-hmm. on she was rewatching it. So she's already seen all these episodes <laughs> and it's two weeks, almost two weeks later. And she's already into season five. Like that's how much fucking Grey's Anatomy is on our TV. At that's a time. lot. Yeah, that's a lot. And, uh, my only fucking joy in life. And it's only because comedy isn't here. Like I'm never home at 7 PM on a weeknight because of comedy. So I get to watch Jeopardy now. It's my favorite TV show. Mm-hmm. And so, I was like on the couch doing homework and it was like 6.58 and I'm like, hey, this episode of Grey's Anatomy is almost over. Can I watch Jeopardy? And she's like, I'll, I'll let you do it if you say please, like jokingly. And I was just so annoyed. Like, I don't, I don't want to do that. You know, and so I was just like being defiant. And then she's like, okay, last chance. And I was like, I'm not saying please. And Damn. then she's like, well, fine. We're watching Grey's Anatomy. Then I was like, okay, I don't care. And then she like put it on. Uh, Jeopardy and she's like Jeopardy's on and I was like I don't want to watch Jeopardy put it on fucking Grey's Anatomy Whoa. and then she was like are you fucking serious like are, are you being like this and I was like you know what and she was like I'm leaving it on Jeopardy I don't give a fuck and I was like okay and I just grabbed my laptop and went to my room like yeah. <laughs> like both of us lose <laughs> like, <laughs> but it's yeah. like it's only because I'm so anxious and depressed and like yeah. you know, it's tough you know? she's like god you know I'm so mad I'm gonna smash some old lady's kneecap in a parking <laughs> lot like I did yesterday <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I'm gonna send her in and say you buy me potatoes or I kill you <laughs> I'll kill your whole family if you, if you don't it. If you don't get me, if you don't get me mini gold potatoes, I swear to God, I'll kill you. Um, White rose, white rose for your fucking life. Uh, yeah, so you know, it's it's just been it's been rough, you know, and like not being able to see anybody, I think, is the worst part. Yeah, is that like comedy? Like my two escapes from depression and anxiety are comedy and the gym. Yeah, totally. And yeah. that's my fault. I should have set something. I should have set a. Fu- I should learn how to play a fucking keyboard or something. <laughs> Like something I can do in my house, but I when I'm at home I have no motivation to work out mm-hmm. and I have no motivation to write. I can't write a fucking joke right now. No, I haven't even tried because I feel like I wouldn't even, you know. And then I feel shitty because everyone else is like, "Yeah, I'm writing." And everyone I'm else like, is lying, dude. No one's writing jokes right now. Right. <laughs> no one's writing anything. The world is too weird. Yeah. There has to be some kind of order for you to make fun of it. You I know. Mean, in a way, like, aren't, isn't that what all of our comedy is, is like critiquing the world? But if the world feels out of whack, then what the fuck are we making fun of? Yeah. You know? At least that's how I look at it. It's like any quarantine joke or coronavirus joke or Tiger King joke is worthless at this point. Like, you're not going to really have any... Once everything goes back to normal, it's going to be like, man, remember how crazy that was? Like, all of us are, like, just completely out of whack right now. I don't know. Anyway, that's my rant. Yeah. <laughs> um. 
I don't know. And, you know, you just, you want to fight everybody, man. Everyone? Everybody. And that's why today's episode of uh, Dr. Phil We're Going to Watch is season 18, episode 128. Uh, by the way, hilarious. Dr. Phil's been naming, I'm going to just read the first word of Dr. Phil's episodes for the last two weeks. Coronavirus. Coronavirus views. Coronavirus naysayers. Coronavirus. Coronavirus. Quarantine. Coronavirus. Coronavirus. <laughs> Those yeah. are, like, he just can't do anything besides that. Yeah. But today we're watching... He's, he goes into the production team like, I got an idea for a new episode. I'm tired of this shit. Novel coronavirus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got one. How about swan flu? How about we talk about that? Uh, SARS. I got an episode. Yeah. Let's make uh, it happen. This episode is 128. It's called Coronavirus Couples in Crisis. I picked this episode for one reason and one reason only. Uh, it features pretty much exclusively Robin McGraw. Oh, God. Why? <laughs> That's my baby girl, dude. We're miserable enough in quarantine. <laughs> we don't because, dude, she's, she's a medical doctor who has complete reason to be giving people advice about their relationships. <laughs> oh, I, I was going to do this. What is Robin McGraw? Let's look up what her... Like, what did she... She had to have graduated from school. You know what I mean? Like, she has to be something. And and I mean that in, like, like it can't be totally unfounded that she's on this fucking show. I don't know. Uh, let's see. I, Wikipedia. When was she... Yeah. You mean she uh, graduated school after she was born in lab? <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see here. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't she doesn't even have a Wikipedia page. I just want to know like because she's on here giving a lot of uh like a lot of advice to couples. Yeah. But it's like you're you're not enti- like you're not qualified. It's like I mean, I know that we do that. Like we come yeah. on here and make fun of people about medical stuff, but like we're doing it out of humor. She's doing it yeah, in, in real fucking time, you know. Um all right, let's watch the first clip. How Dr. Phil and Robin are spending their time in isolation at home and man t- and maintaining a happy marriage. It's a lot easier with the mansion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, honey, I'm getting annoyed. I'm going to go to the other wing of the house. <laughs> <laughs> That's very annoying. I am seeing a lot of like affluent people on like Twitter or whatever just being like, guys, it's only a couple months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, They're like, why don't you guys just go out to your tennis court and blow off some steam? Okay. <laughs> I, I've just been spending a lot of time in my heated pool. Yeah, and exactly. <laughs> uh, All right. Let's watch the clip. Marriages and relationships nationwide are under a very unique pressure right now. Over in China, where self-quarantining has been in effect since January. Think about that. January, February, and into March. Thank you, Dr. Phil. I forgot all the months. <laughs> there have been several reports of a spike. It's like, it's like across China, otherwise known as downtown L.A. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> also known as the tram ride at Disneyland. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, divorce rates spike across China after Couples spend too much time together during coronavirus home quarantine, officials claim. That's crazy because I don't know a lot about China, but I think if you get divorced, you get beheaded. I think, I don't know. <laughs> it's not good. Isn't yeah. that what you always, isn't China like the place where you always hear that like, you know, if you step on someone's toe over there, they punch you in the balls. Like, <laughs> China's got like a, Something like that. Yeah, yeah, it's like diet North Korea. Yeah, no, we were actually talking about like, uh, you know, 
how like they're actually so fucking they're like wait but didn't wasn't there like a you have to like get rid of a girl you can only have no but it's like they're so pro-life that they just had so many fucking kids and now like the whole place is well there was a one child policy right you can only have a kid it's because of that though yeah right exactly but so like it's just like what fucking weird country that is where you can like where it's like, no, you can't have an abortion under any circumstance. The yeah. only thing you can have is fucking bat soup <laughs> and panda tacos. Those are the only <laughs> things you're allowed to have. Dude, well, you know, what's crazy about China uh, is just the absolute fucking size of population. Like, have you ever heard before of coronavirus? I haven't. I'll put my hand up. I had no idea what where Wuhan was. I didn't know no, that was a place. Either. Dude, no 15 idea. million people live there. Holy shit. Yeah. Damn, Dude. New York is like nine, right? So, uh, I think it's a little bit higher than that. Oh, okay. But like Sacramento is 150,000. <laughs> so it's 10 times the size of Sacramento population. Oh, my God. And I've never heard of the fucking town. Yeah, never. It's fucking insane. Like, that's that's bonkers to have that many people living in a place at all times. And it's not even your biggest city. Yeah, not... All right, let's watch the... Re- let's get into this clip. In divorce applications, with one law office receiving over 300 filings in just three weeks, when normally they would get maybe a dozen. Uh, experts predict the divorce trend in China will eventually make it over here to the U.S. as we all spend more and more time together. So how do we, and I include my wife Robin and myself in this, maintain harmony in our marriages and relationships during this time? Well, anal sex. Now's a good time to try it. <laughs> I know how I feel, but I can't speak from Rob for Robin, so I'm going to bring her into the conversation now. And you know, I think part of it, we seem to be getting along really well. At least I think so. But I think that we're not sick. You know, no, we're not sick. We, we don't have the flu. We're not mentally ill like those idiots we made of all our money off of. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have any, which puts extra pressure and tension on you. Both of us are feeling fine. But let's be how's this going for you? Did you just stop it? Let's be. <laughs> Notice he didn't say honest. <laughs> what? Oh, Robin's comedic timing is shit. What did she even <laughs> say? She said that Dr. Phil didn't say, let's be honest. He just said, let's be. Oh. Because implying that he doesn't want her to be honest. Oh, okay. It's a, just a shit joke. Dude, just really bad. <laughs> Not funny I didn't at all. say honest. No, just kidding. So, um, actually, we're doing fine because we're... Go- it, this seems like a video of them trying to convince themselves they're doing yeah, fine. <laughs> like, none of us asked how you were doing. They're like, we are... We're doing great. We're having more sex than we've ever had. It's like, we're not asking. <laughs> <laughs> He's rocking my world. <laughs> yeah. You know, I've, I never knew how much I'd like to get hit. And now I know. <laughs> Going along with our normal lifestyle. And when we're at home, we're not glued together all the time. He... He's doing his thing with research and working for these shows he's doing here at home. And um, I really admire him for that. I, I'm so proud of him for that. So I leave him alone to do his thing and I go do my thing in the house. Okay, so what you're saying is how you guys are surviving by spending so much time together is not spending any time yeah, together. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, It says how Dr. Phil and Robin are spending their time in isolation at home. And she's like, he does something completely different than me. <laughs> like, we never see each other. That's how it's Dude, working Dude, but it's so like well. they have a giant fucking house. Yeah, fuck like, them. You can't, like, this isn't going to relate. Like, as a couple, like, a normal couple supposed to be like, okay, 
we're like spending time, you know, like I'm in the bathroom. Yeah. He's in the kitchen. Yeah. Like we just He's in out. the kitchen slash bathroom because we fucking rent a studio apartment. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's pretty much normal activity, normal life for us. And however, things have changed, of course. I'm actually cleaning out closets and cleaning out drawers and rearranging things in, in my own personal space. But that's something I love to do. And our life has been so busy over the years that I haven't been able to do that. It brings me comfort. So we're allowing ourselves to do things that we normally do, but also add in things that bring us comfort. Yeah, and I, I was kind of talking to one of my friends the other day on FaceTime, and I said, you know, we're a little embarrassed that we're such homebodies that we're not really noticing big difference That's true. in terms of stay at home because we do value our time at home because when we're out, it's really hectic. And I think part of it is, you know, you and I talked about it at the very beginning. And I think it's important to acknowledge that not- this is a Jew conspiracy. <laughs> it's not even real. <laughs> Coronavirus is just the flu. And look into it, folks. The numbers are static. The real name of it is Coronaberg. Is that a coincidence? I don't think so. Coro- <laughs> they cut it off early. It's Coronavirus Steen. Not just kind of go silent about it, but to acknowledge and say, you know what? We are in a different time here. You have to acknowledge that and say, look, this is going to be different. We're going to be spending a lot of time together and we're going to be here more occupying the same space than we normally would. Is that an issue? Is it a problem? Is there something that I can do to make this easier for you or you for me? Uh, And I think if you just talk to your partner about it straight up, and Straight up. I like when Dr. Phil uses head terms. <laughs> not pretend that there's not something kind of hanging in the air, then I think it makes it a whole lot easier that's true. to deal with. That's true. Now, some of the things that we have done that's not always common, we live alone. And the creepiest picture of all time. Yeah, I people have actually sent me this photo. Yeah, no, I've gotten shared with me several times. This is Dr. Phil cutting an avocado. Like a psychopath, why are you cutting it horizontal? What? Yeah, he Why are you doing that? You I didn't cut... notice that the first time. That is not how you cut that an is avocado. The, that is the opposite of how you cut an avocado. That is like, that is sacrilege. Yeah. And he, oh, is he left-handed too? Whoa. Oh, I didn't notice that. That's correct. Maybe this is like flipped or something. I'm trying to look Maybe. for an indicator that... Uh, anyway, he's got a giant knife, and he's got a fucking shit-eating grin with those bleached veneers in his fucking mouth. <laughs> and then Robin's cutting a tomato. And she's going to cut the but dude, fuck out of her hand because she's holding it while cutting dude, it. Dude, look at, look, at, look at the way her hand is. You can only see three fingers. She looks It looks like she's only got three fingers. She looks like a velociraptor. <laughs> I didn't notice that at first. Uh, it looks, yeah, it looks... If you like zoomed in on it, it would look like an ostrich is holding yeah, a tomato. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious. It looks like she's got a talon. Even though that's like a cut resistant glove, like that's weird to be holding a tomato. Yeah. And cut. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, also, uh, why is she so like, why are they so dressed up just to cook? Yeah. Like it's clearly a photo op. Yeah, she has like, what is that? green thing in her hair i believe that's she, uh i it, believe that's one of the things that sits over the head of a sims character yeah, I, was saying, <laughs> uh, I don't know what it is it's fucking weird looking though of course and so kids are raised we've always cooked together but now we've stepped that up 
we've cooked every meal together. And <laughs> yeah, Dr. Great. Phil's face in that photo was just like, if I cut her with this, it's got to be a good one. <laughs> if she can testify, I'm fucked. <laughs> She's like, we cooked every meal together. Dr. Phil's like, I've puked more times in the last three weeks. <laughs> I want coronavirus, so I'll puke less. <laughs> Fun doing that. We binge watch TV um, at times before, but now we're really looking. He's searching for fun movies. It's they're different, and so we. What was he searching for before? <laughs> Snuff films. Fun of games. <laughs> he used to just make me watch a Serbian film a bunch. <laughs> oh, so kind of Three guys, one hammer. <laughs> yeah. I've only, I've already watched it twenty times this he week. He used to go into our home theater and watch the Pain Olympics. A <laughs> little difference to what we've always done: different movies, different foods. Those kind of things. So we are purposely looking for some variety in the normal things we do here at home. Yeah, like we made chicken and dumplings the other night. Yes, and, and I'm never, always the one that makes them. But yeah, and I never knew how you do that. So how you did that? So we got in here, and I got the rolling pin. It was yes. actually working on. I, I had to make you stop. He was getting a little too thin, but. They were just kidding. He's like, say that again, I'll hit you. All right. <laughs> Insult me one more fucking time, I'll dare you. All right. Can we do a second take? But really, you, you can find things to do. And here's the thing. Just resolve. Think about how many times you said. Do that. Hold on. I got to go back to that. That is such a we've been in quarantine thing to say what she said there. Yeah. I had to stop him. He's getting a little too thin. Ah, you know how it is. Watch. And dumplings the other night. Yes, and I'm always the one that makes them. But <laughs> like, even that is such a passive yeah, aggressive. I'm always shitty comment. Like, I always make them for him. He never does anything. <laughs> it's, not big, it's not a big deal yeah, at all. I'm so, I mean, fine. I mean, I guess I can wipe his ass while I'm at it. Yeah, right. right. You know? no, no, I guess. I guess. You know, when I die, he's just gonna have to find a new wife. No big deal. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and I never knew how you do that. So how you did that? So we got in here, and I got the rolling pin. It was yes. actually. I had to make you stop. He was getting a little too thin, but. Dude, that's so funny. That is like, they're like really trying to convince us they're doing great. Like, there's no doubt about it at this point. Like, they are. Yeah. They are close to ending it. They're like the white version of the uh, workers at the house and get out. (laughs) (laughs) They're really about to Dr. Phil's going to get Phil Hartman soon. <laughs> Dr. Phil Hartman. <laughs> I'm, I'm Dr. Phil. They were falling apart when I was putting them in. Oh, dude. Now, Spencer and I like had this really uh, good riff about uh, just like Troy McClure, but saying like, like, I'm Troy McClure and my wife killed the fuck. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Never, like, I'm Troy McClure. Never say you're going to get a restraining order. <laughs> but really, you, you can find things to do. And here's the thing. Just resolve. Think about how many times you said, I wish I had more time with the children. I wish I had more time for us to kind of talk and hang out and not have something pressuring us time-wise. And so I think as we've done that, uh, we've really held on to that and grasped time. And listen, this is a difficult time because there's so many unknowns and you've got the pressure of thinking, my gosh, am I going to get sick and how serious is it going to be? But it's also okay to have a sense of humor. 
And we've been on FaceTime with uh, Jay and Erica and Avery in London. And God, his fucking doctor, Dr. Phil's daughter-in-law. There's not a person alive with more plastic surgery. Yeah, dude, what the f- Dude, she is so fucking scary looking. Her eyebrows look like glued on. Like dude, yes, yeah, she, she looks like Jim Carrey in The Mask. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she looks like. Uh, Jay and Erica and Avery in London, and we've yucked it up with them, with Jordan living out in Malibu now we've had just so much fun talking back and forth and got why are, why are they showing us pictures that their son took where like yeah five or Malibu. six of us on screen at the same time uh, you do not you don't come off like relatable with no, <laughs> like yeah. people know how our one know. son is uh living in a mansion even though he looks he looks like one of the Trump brothers but uh <laughs> he's our son yeah had but good, it's just like kind of rubbing it in like to people who are like you know, in their shitty like apartment with like someone they hate, and then yeah. there's just, my son's in Malibu. Look, yeah, yeah my t- my talentless piece of shit little son is in Malibu. <laughs> Time and it's okay to laugh and oh, have, yes. have fun with this. You got to do that. It's okay to laugh. Thank you, Doctor Phil. Uh, all right, let's um. That's not. It's okay to laugh. Sounds like a line that they didn't put into Joker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the, the tagline. Yeah, <laughs> Joker. It's okay to laugh. Um, all right, woman says she's taking coronavirus more seriously than husband, and tension has caused her to. Who, next, who knows what the next part is? Because they make the titles too long. Let me ask you guys. You you've been married forty two years, and Robin and I have been married forty three. That's right. So you wow. guys are chasing. Oh, by the way, before we get into this, I want to apologize because I have no idea what order these clips are in. There's like no, Doesn't there's seem, no indication of yeah. what, like, I don't, so if, if something catches your eye that you're like, wait, I haven't heard about that yet, and it comes up later, it's so hard to tell. We got one lap on you. We're one year ahead. That's amazing. Yes, congratulations on that. Now, let me see. Okay, so they're interviewing two people on FaceTime uh, that are, it's an older black couple who's been married apparently 43 years. And 42. 42, and they've been, Phil and Robin have been married 43. But I've been married for 10, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I've got the facts right here. You guys actually met in law school, right? Yes, we did. Yes, that's correct. Now, was that, you know... Was there white people at that law school? Or is <laughs> okay, and you have you actually do it's a like bar- law school? Is that what they call jail? <laughs> Dude, racist Doctor Phil is my favorite character we do on the <laughs> show. <laughs> it's just, right there. Just it's, it's so it's so right there. Ministry where you work with folks <laughs> uh, to help their marriage, help, help them learn to do well in their marriage and resolve conflicts in their marriage. Correct. Yes, we've been doing that for over 30 years. Yeah. Oh, Congratulations. Great. And you're writing a book, I understand. That's right. And we, we needed it as much as the people. Well, I have to tell you, I am, I am just so impressed at your candor and authenticity of being willing to acknowledge your own challenges in your marriage. That just seems to me to add so much credibility to somebody that's talking about marriage challenges and issues. Because I, I hate it when people try to be paragons of, of mental health and perfect marriages just because they're giving advice on marriage, because that's just simply not the truth. Everybody right. goes through ups and downs. Absolutely. I just love... I, f- I fucking hate him, dude. 
all his show, like, they don't ever talk about any real issues. Yeah, not Like, really. when Dr. Phil, like, okay, yes, he doesn't pretend that him and Robin have some perfect marriage. But every time he talks about issues, it's like, you know, we get into fights. I leave the toilet seat up. <laughs> yeah, I'm a guy. I'm human. I make mistakes. It's like they don't. He's never like one time I fucked a hooker in Kansas City and she's still <laughs> not quite over it. Like it's never an actual issue. <laughs> that y'all are honest enough to talk about that. Well, that's the, that's the uh, hallmark of our marriage ministry yeah. because we don't believe okay beautiful beautiful older black people names pearson and pepper pearson and dude pepper. those are fucking spectacular names <laughs> that sounds like a spice rub <laughs> <laughs> dude that's such a that's a dude old black guys have the coolest names yeah pearson pearson that's a very cool name that's a the coolest and pepper pepper yeah what a fucking name wasn't dude. she in like a Duo? A rap duo, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dr. Phil's like, can I be salt? I'm joking. We'll get back to you guys in a second. People will, will believe what we're saying unless we're authentic. And everybody has problems. Every single person. And, and being an expert does not um, uh, give you some kind of pass on problems. Um, Absolutely not. Yeah. So now, Pepper, you say that you've never really considered divorce. <laughs> But quarantine has made you think twice about it, right? Well, it's been nipping at our heels, I'll say that. That's insane. Yeah. What the fuck? To be married for 42 years and be like, not once did I ever think about it until these past three weeks? Yeah. Times it, never got tough? That's crazy. Yeah, I don't believe it. Me either. <laughs> yeah, or even if like they, they believe it, it's kind of like... What do you like, mean by they? Oh God! Dude. <laughs> I'm just asking. I mean, I mean, they're non-binary. You didn't hear? <laughs> <laughs> you just turned me into a transphobe. I tried to make you racist. You flip it on me. You son of a bitch! You're good at this. Mind jujitsu. Oh, it's woke jujitsu. <laughs> woke jujitsu. <laughs> no, but um, it's kind of like uh, fuck. What's that thing? <laughs> uh, I don't remember something about them being married for. Oh, yeah. It's like, I think that they've probably, like, had reasons, but they bottled it up. And now that they're, like, actually, like, stuck with each other, like, they're butting heads. And they are like, oh, wait, do I actually love this person? Or was <coughs> I just content because there was no friction? Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, if you're in quarantine with your wife and there's no friction, buddy. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Pepper and Pearson. Philip told me a little of your story. She just called him Philip just to like drive home that she has his fucking nuts in her purse, dude. <laughs> Philip. I told Philip. I told I was telling Philip right before night night. <laughs> right before I punched him. <laughs> I just have to say, I'm no expert as the two of you are, but when you said authentic, authenticity, that is such a touchstone of marriage, I believe. And dude, imagine having the fucking the gall to give two marriage experts advice on their marriage when you're not qualified in the fucking least bit, dude. <laughs> so I totally... If you have never done stand-up comedy, do me a favor and give me and Parker some comedy advice. <laughs> like, that is the equivalent. Not even that we're experts, but yeah. just having more experience. Oh, I've fucking had it. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's the most... That's what she's doing. Yeah. Understand what you're saying about... A couple of things. Marriage, there's not a perfect marriage. And I really am uncomfortable when someone tries to say that we have a perfect marriage. No, 
No, to me, marriage is 24-7 every day that you're married. So Now, I'm, do we have the most perfect marriage out of everyone else? Yes, yeah. but it's not perfect. Yeah. <laughs> She's all, do I love my husband more than anyone? Of course. <laughs> uh, dude, so annoying to just be... I just hate completely this completely so understand how you could say that something can happen on a given day and you would actually consider the word divorce. And I'm sorry to hear that. I really am. Well, Pepper, well, let me start with you. What well, what's what's your biggest issue right now? I don't know where to begin, but <laughs> the, dude, what? He didn't he just has to sit here and listen to this? The tension created by this enforced uh, isolation. That Dude, I, I was, one thing I also just realized is these all of these people are old as shit and had to have their grandkids come teach them how to turn on FaceTime. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I didn't, yeah, it's so funny. It's almost like... Um, They're all, uh, can you come over and turn my laptop on? I want to complain about how I want to divorce your grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> like, are you seeing a... A licensed therapist? Licensed? Like, no. Like, who needs that? No, no. But millions will. We're gonna see have it. a TV doctor's wife tell us how to make it work. <laughs> like in Vietnam, they have these fields that they haven't discovered all the landmines in, and so you have to walk gingerly. Uh oh. Well, that's how. Uh oh. Every time I walk in the house, I hear CCR playing. <laughs> I just hear dun dun. And every time I leave the house, people go, "You're a baby." killer you're a baby killer <laughs> i hear him say they spit on me and then they have it's women with armpit hair <laughs> oh he says hello and all i hear is better run through the jungle <laughs> yeah. Yeah. i feel sometimes like if i step on the landmine of tears emotions He's 90, I'd say 95% of the time, he's a very congenial, easygoing, laid-back type person. But if I step on that landmine and it's been exacerbated by the fact that we're in this isolation, this, um, you know, I don't know what you call it, uh, almost like a pressure cooker okay. environment. It's that, almost like you're fights just come out of the trees <laughs> dude she can't stop making war references i mean we're basically in a bunker together you know it's just like world war ii <laughs> and the nazis are our emotions and we are trying to fight them constantly i'm a, you know I'm, I'm afraid i'm afraid that he's going to provoke me to the point where that's what i've been considering that i just can't because of my age especially and you know, you know, you're always concerned about health issues as you're aging. The stress of him. Dude, this sounds like a fucking Joe Biden conference. <laughs> She's just talking about nothing right now. Yeah. My age and safety and the stress. pressure cookers and <laughs> getting starts yelling at me sometimes. Um, and it's rare, but it's often enough. And when he does it, it's done in a very embarrassing, like out in public. Uh, situation. Oh. <laughs> that sucks. She's like, he's yelling at me like a Vietnam vet waking up in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> he says, get out, we're getting napalm. Yeah. <laughs> he just karate chops my throat and says, not today, Charlie. <laughs> that it just causes me to have feel totally uh, embarrassed and belittled and diminished and... Um, 
have flashbacks. <laughs> but I think, I think something that should be brought up is my, my wife is a very controlling person. Well, I know that. What, what if he just starts speaking Vietnamese? <laughs> Vietnamese? <laughs> v- Vietnamese. I can't say. Are you mixing Vietnamese and vehemently? <laughs> no, Vietnamese. Vietnamese. <laughs> I can't say. Give me one more shot. You almost had it there. Vietnamese? Yeah, there you go. Okay. But you got to say Vietnamese? Vietnamese? <laughs> he said Vietnamese. Acknowledge that I'm, I'm controlling. I, I know, I know that. Acknowledgement is not the same. It's I, I know it. that. And that's one of my questions to Dr. Phil. I'm hoping he can help me understand. Is how do I get him to listen better? <laughs> how, I mean, I'm the one that's taking this uh, coronavirus situation more seriously than he is and i just don't want us to get sick and i don't know how to i don't know how to control the situation and, and not be controlling all right but first off get a hold of yourself all right you're making an ass of yourself we're on live tv uh, um yeah what were you gonna say Snap out of it. They got flamethrowers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're in the trees. They're in the trees. Uh, um, no, like, uh, what What that have to do? I didn't really see the coronavirus thing, though. There, there's, like, I, she's afraid that they're going to get coronavirus or something? I don't know. It's, I, there's no real... Yeah, she. it sounded like he was like, I can go anywhere. Like, that's what I expected. Yeah, I mean, me too. He wasn't. He was yeah, just, like he wanted to go play, like, chess in the park or something. Yeah. And she's, like, not letting him do I that. I want to educate yeah. some young yeah. young men by playing chess in the park. <laughs> and if I can't I was going to go tongue, tongue clean the chess park pieces. <laughs> uh, all right, the next clip is, dude, this next clip is nine minutes long. Rules Jeez. for fighting fair with your partner. Just break it in half, Dr. Phil. I want to talk to you guys, Pepper and Pierce. Fighting fair. No chemical warfare. <laughs> no. no Agent Orange. <laughs> <laughs> Just fucking... Uh, if you're going to look to destroy vegetation, you're going to have to kill a couple civilians. <laughs> All right. About uh, rules of fighting fair, because I know you guys... Uh, you, you teach a lot of this, and so I'm going to use you as teaching tools here um, because people do have disagreements, and they fight fair, and so I've kind of made rules up for this, and I want to give you guys a test and see if you do each of these things or not. Yes. Number one is when you do fight, I'll... Make sure that you're wearing gloves, all right? <laughs> That's the first thing. You don't want to leave any bruises. I always tell people... <laughs> because other people can be around, family or friends, is to take it private and keep it private. Okay. Amazing. Yeah. 100% amazing. It'd be like, guys, if you're going to fight with each other, do not do it in front of other people. Like, I don't know, on a nationally syndicated television show. (laughs) Dude, what the fuck? How, how, like, blind to the situation is that? To be telling people, take it private and keep it private as they're fighting on your television show. That is a very good point. That's so funny to to just, like, not have any idea of what you're doing. Very fair. Do you guys do that when you have a disagreement? Do you take it off to the side? Do you keep it away from family, friends? That's that's, That's one of the big problems, Dr. Phil and Robin. I keep it private. Pearson does not. Does not care 
<laughs> in the grocery store, he's like, hey, remember when you were being a bitch last night? <laughs> 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 hey, I'm talking to yeah. you. <laughs> or not, it's private or not. Well, I, I think what we, we have is, is a dis- disagreement about her keeping it private because the things that... Jesse. I mean, wait, Jesse. <laughs> she thinks shouldn't bother me, do bother me. And, and so she thinks she's... When she's keeping it private, but to me it's public, and so, but she's not she's not recognizing well, that. I'm saying when you when you you start yelling at me, you don't care who's around. You did it out in the in the, in the middle of the street in the public. Why in the middle of the street? <laughs> <laughs> what are you guys doing in the middle of the street? Gotta keep six feet, yeah. man. <laughs> They're just both shirtless fighting in the middle of a cul-de-sac. <laughs> what are you guys doing? It's like a. A Street Fighter arena, <laughs> like it's like a World Star hip hop video, just fucking sagging jeans. <laughs> so that's one. Of the, that's how he embarrasses you sometimes. Yeah. You up with other people. Yes. And I'm gonna did. give you a bad mark on that, Pearson, because you don't want to do that. You right. Mark on that. All right. Number two is keep it relevant, and that means that when you're talking, dude, about- that's so funny. Like Doctor Phil, the dude's like. <laughs> He's like, I think that we have a disagreement. Like, she says I don't. I say that she does. Is, or she says that I keep it pr- public. I say she keeps it public. So maybe we disagree. And the wife's like, no, it's worse. And Dr. Phil's like, okay, I'm going to give that one to the wife. It's like, why? <laughs> <laughs> why does the wife win that round? <laughs> There's like, so stupid to be like, don't fight publicly. But also, we're going to have a fight publicly. And I'm going to grade you guys. Yeah. <laughs> about something you got to keep it relevant to what's happening right then you can't pull something up they're just like bernie should have won in 2016 (laughs) this is your fault (laughs) like weren't we talking about the kids (laughs) six weeks ago or six months ago right that's right that's right that's right that's a good one how are you dude robin cannot she can't fucking stand dr phil she might hate Dr. Phil more than we do. That's what I'm discovering from this episode. We get into here and now. We pretty much keep things on track in terms of keeping it relevant. And um, you oftentimes bring up, I feel like I'm doing too much finger pointing. You oftentimes bring up something I did. You'll tell me about something I did like two weeks ago and, and, and try to bring it into the current situation. Only, and I always only think, if it's relevant. Only if it's relevant. Okay, but it's not in the here and now, so I'm going to give you a bad mark on that one, too. You're a oh, come on. <laughs> hey, what the fuck? <laughs> the guy's like, I didn't know this is what we were doing. I didn't know I was coming on here to be lambasted. Like, nope, too bad, buddy. Ten points for Gryffindor. That- what about her misunderstanding of the Vietnam War? <laughs> you're, you're confessing some things here, Pierce. All right, number three is you got to keep it real. And that means you've got to be honest about your feelings at the time. You can't. All right, she's a fucking narc snitch. That's real. <laughs> Nothing, but it's something. You can't bring in something that doesn't have anything to do with the issue. People argue about topics, but they don't talk about issues. You got to keep it real and deal with what's actually going on, not some substitute topic that's safe. How do you that? How do you guys do on that front? Well, that, that's where I think. That, that Peppers has a problem because when, because when I ask her what's wrong, she'll say nothing. Oh yeah, and she'll, and she'll expect that. me to figure. He's like, all right, Pearson, I'm going to give you another strike. <laughs> <laughs> Girl, what's wrong? 
All right, Robin has a confession to make here. Okay. This will help you out, Pearson. Okay. Okay. Yes, I used to do that. I don't do that anymore. All right. That's true. She used Thank to do you. that. I, she used to say nothing, which meant lots, and it's oh, you, buddy. Right. And then I kneecap her with a tire iron. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm, I haven't heard learned that, right? That. I haven't learned that yet. That's not a good thing. I get Dude, it. it's so fucked up. These people, like, I've been married for 42 years. Yeah. They're on the verge of divorce because of all this. And then Dr. Phil's all, Robin, you tell them you tell them how crazy you used to be. Like, they're just, like, being all cheeky and yeah. fucking fun. And these people are like, no, our relationship's on the line here. And they're like, oh, that's crazy. That's crazy. No, how do you, like... You know, you're together 42 years and not know how to communicate. That's what I don't get either. That's what this whole thing is so fucking bizarre for. I definitely get a bad mark there because I I will say nothing. Because Robin especially, she can understand. Don't you think oftentimes they should know what's wrong? No. Okay, they should know. They should be able to read our minds. They're gonna say what's wrong. You have to ask. Yeah, like guys are supposed to like smell the air. Like, yeah. I was mean to her mother that one time. But when you guess wrong, you get in trouble. Like every time my girlfriend gets mad, I just go, "She's on the period again," and she goes, <laughs> "She goes, oh, you stop assuming that." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even those or or sometimes she'll get mad and I'll go, fuck, this is what happens when you haven't had a drink in a couple hours. And she's like, I'm not an alcoholic. <laughs> Just really bad at guessing. <laughs> Their minds, Pearson, right. they gotta tell us. Hey, we don't have a clue. Answer, answer. Answer. Number four is you have to avoid character assassination. And that means if you're gonna get into a disagreement, you've got to Keep it all. That's a really good point for a rapist, Dr. <laughs> Phil. <laughs> Dr. Phil's all. Now, imagine the character is not on. <laughs> Never mind. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> okay. I'm not going to do it. It's not worth it. On topic, on issue, and not get into assassinating each other's character with personal attacks. Pearson, Pepper, how do you score yourselves on this one? <laughs> um, I don't think. I don't think we badly on that in that regard I, I don't I try very hard to not attack Pearson's character because I feel like that's disrespectful and I'm I work hard at not disrespecting him because I know that's a big deal for him um, to be respected uh, so yeah I think we, um, we, we, we one of the things we do is, is when we do go off and, and, and say something that's Conclusory as, as opposed to descriptive, then we um, we were able to, we catch each other and say you know that was that was not all right. So you get right. you get good marks there. Then number five is you have to remain. He's like, I'm still gonna give her one, Pearson. <laughs> I'm gonna hit you with a docked point right there. Task oriented. You're trying to solve a problem, right? You guys stay on task in terms of solving the problem. Yes. Yes. You're both good boys. Do we, do we remain on task? Yes. Do we remain? Yeah, we, 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 we remain on task. Uh, one of the things that we do... Uh, Dude, now they're just on each other's team because they hate Dr. Phil so much. <laughs> they're like, no, we're, we're good on that. Don't yeah. worry. We're better than you. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> we, we try to, to pray our way through things. Um, Ooh. Oh, that does not going to work, is it? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, speaking of that, we're in Sacramento, California. 
uh, if people didn't know. And uh, did you hear like our numbers? Like yeah. 315 coronavirus cases in Sacramento, 72 from one church yeah. delegation. Fucking idiots. Idiots, oh my God. dude. Yeah, insane. they should all be fined. Yeah, they should all like straight up. That's insane. Like, yeah. Whoever like was the the person in charge of like keeping services going yeah. is a fucking moron. What piece of shit? Yeah, real <laughs> dickhead behavior. Anyway, your audience, but we're uh, Christians, and we believe that um, one of the ways that we are able to manage uh, stress and manage argument is to is to surrender our wills and our hearts to. The Lord, so the Lord then can talk to us and love us through each other, uh, through through each other, and so. Yeah, but sometimes we get where we won't even pray together. Well, that's, and that's you, true. I'll ask you to pray with me, and then you'll yeah. not want to pray. But well, sometimes well, the Lord can't make me come. And it's like <laughs> no one can make me come. She's all, I try my best not to assassinate Pearson's character. But I'll just say this. I don't think he's a real Christian. So that's, <laughs> I don't think he believes. So whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I saw him like speaking in Aramaic. And yeah. Let's just Hail say, Satan. let's just say Pearson can't spell quarantine without Quran. So I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that goes to number six, and that is to allow your partner to retreat with dignity. And that's really mm, important, right? We're, so important. we're very good about that, right? Yes, yes, I mean, yes. You gotta, you gotta, it, even if you're right, you've got to allow your partner to retreat with dignity. You don't have to. You've got to be a gracious winner just as you do a gracious loser if you're wrong about something. Are, are you guys gracious when you get down to it? I think my problem there might be that I'm not want he'll 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 like he'll ask he'll apologize and and I'll walk around not really wanting to accept his apology because I'm so hurt and I think maybe that's not a good thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> well number 7 is to be proportional in your intensity. Do you guys do that I mean do you not kill a mosquito with a shotgun. You don't overreact. Can you be proportional in how much you react to things? Well, that's, I think, Pearson, you want to just... I mean, if the mosquito's really annoying and, like, you can't get it with anything else, you got to kill that thing with a shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. Because, yeah, I think he needs to address well, that, to admit. <laughs> well, yeah, a lot of times I, I just go, I go overboard. And, uh, and, um, yeah, I get excited about about and emotional about certain things because the whole issue of respect. Um, sometimes I think that she doesn't really see what I'm seeing. Dude, that's that's the best way I've ever heard anyone say get I get mad at her. Yeah, is sometimes I'll just get excited and emotional, baby. And when those two things mix, yeah, I sometimes I scream at my wife, <laughs> but it's out of excitement. Yeah. It's just out of yeah. excitement and emotion. Look, when I'm in the throes of passion uh, about my feelings, yeah. I sometimes uh, slap her in a target parking <laughs> yeah. lot. That's what I do. <laughs> and she doesn't respect and he'll my just issues. Go, he'll just go off. And it's so, like a pressure cooker. The top it just blows off. Right. What do you that think happens. about that? Give him some advice about keeping his cool here. Well... One thing that really works for us is to not just jump to a conclusion on how the other feels or what the other is thinking. And I feel like maybe you both maybe do that. 
Pearson maybe more. And what works uh, for Robin, us, you're jumping to conclusions. Yeah. <laughs> to keep acknowledging, well, my perception of what you just said is this. My perception of this entire conversation is this. And not just throw out that, here's what you said. Here's what you're thinking. That really frustrates me with Philip and when he tries to tell me what I'm thinking and how I'm feeling because it, it's impossible. Okay, so let's just recap Robin's point so far. <laughs> yeah, let's just recap her points. <laughs> <laughs> the peanut teacher. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, no, I was going to say, uh, let's just recap her point so far. Sometimes you shouldn't have to say what bothers you because your husband should be able to figure it out. Yeah. And then also, it's okay to get mad at him for assuming how you feel. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> that sounds about right. Listen to that. Like, right? Isn't that what she was just saying right here? Here's what you said. Here's what you're thinking. That really frustrates me with Philip and when he tries to tell me what I'm thinking. Yeah. <laughs> so didn't you just say that? I didn't even sh- catch that. What a fucking moronic way to think. Yeah. Wow. <clears throat> and how I'm feeling because it, it's impossible. He's brilliant. Yes. It's impossible in my opinion. My perception is it's impossible for him to really truly know what I'm thinking and what I'm feeling. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? Poor Dr. Phil. Oh, man. Yeah. That's- she literally just said three minutes ago that he should be able to know what she's thinking. Yeah, that's so contradictory. Oh my Holy God, shit. Well, dude. I confess to that. That's for absolute sure. God damn it, man. Dr. Phil just is the, like, he's got no testicles. On the Patreon Pearson episode, Pepper. I said that Carol Baskin's husband might be the biggest bitch in the world. <laughs> it might be Dr. Phil after watching this. Maybe. Um, well, what if Dr. Phil starts singing to her? Yeah. <laughs> um, we are... I think that we're about at the hour mark. I wish Jesse was here to tell us how far along we are in the recording. Yeah. Okay, then we'll just skip the, the next clip and get to the last one. The last one's only an hour, or an hour, a minute and 46 <laughs> seconds. Uh, five tips to keep your relationship alive while living in isolation with your We've partner. We've been talking about living together in isolation, and it's a difficult thing to do because you're kind of trapped. You don't get to do a lot of the activities and hobbies that you've had before. You got to jerk off standing up in the shower. That's not fun. (laughs) Uh, Maria posted this question on Facebook. My boyfriend and I have run out of things to say to each other, and it's day 10 of self-isolation, which could go on for a long time. Does that mean we're incompatible? Dude, fantastic question because... My girlfriend and I have also, it's just like the, the conversation's just like, how was your day? Good. All right. Well, I'll talk to you later then. <laughs> I don't know. There's yeah. nothing else to talk about. I feel that way with like, dude, when I had like sleepovers with friends as a kid, that's how I felt like oh, that's by the funny. next day. Yeah. You know? Well, yeah. But like right now, like nothing in your life is happening. Yeah. So it's just like work, home, work, home. And so like, yeah, you're just like... What did we do? Yeah, exactly. No, it's not like that's why I've been like struggling a little bit, like talking up top about stuff. You yeah, know, like we're both like, kind oh, of just like, uh, yeah. I don't know, you know. It doesn't mean you're incompatible. It just yeah. means you're learning how to be together uh, in a way that you haven't been before. And I think it's really important to do a couple of things. Think back to why you got together to begin with. 
What was it that attracted you? Like, you know, sex trafficking. (laughs) (laughs) About that. (laughs) Remember, you looked at that weird flannel on on your car, and you're like, whose is that? And that's the last thing you remember? (laughs) You really love about each other. What was intriguing about each other? And do this. Finish each day by making a list of 20 blessings that you think really grace your life. See, that's what I always thought my quarantine was missing, was homework. (laughs) Get the fuck out of here, Dr. (laughs) Phil. I'm not doing that. And share those with each other. I promise you that will really spark a lot of conversation. And you had an idea as well. Yes, I think that uh, I'd love to play games. And I have recently found a game. I know. (laughs) I know. Oh, too. (laughs) It's called... We're not really strangers. And multi-level game, very much fun. Very, very smart game. You should get online, order that, and play that game. You will love it. You can play it over and over. I don't know what it's called, but no free ads. Don't buy that shit. Don't buy that shit until they pay us for What is it called? Um, fuck, I forgot. Yeah, doesn't matter. Oh, we're not strangers? I don't know. No free ads. When we're not strangers pays us for an ad spot. (laughs) We play... We play Scrabble. I play six letter words. Robin plays the word the a lot. Watch, let's play charades right now. Okay, Robin, I'm a big dumb fuck. Who am I? <laughs> all sorts of things. <laughs> All right, that's the end of the episode. Uh, Dr. Phil and Robin will be divorced before the show is off the air. <laughs> no question. Dude, they, they have a fucking a president like relationship right now where they hate each other, but it's like, if we get divorced, it's going to be so bad for my public image. Like, can we please just stay together? I don't care if you have sex with other people. That's where they're at right now. Dude, Robin's just like, fuck, I mean, the money was great, but... It's also that I could get away from him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Well, that's the end of the episode. Uh, again, we've got nothing to plug show-wise. There's nothing in the world going on right now. Nothing. Um, our Patreon, we just uh, reviewed Tiger King, yeah. which was a lot of fun. Yeah, you're going to want to go and listen to that. If you haven't got the Patreon yet, it's patreon.com backslash fillmyheart. Um, we're doing great on there, man. We can't we can't really even put into words how much we appreciate you guys' support. Yeah, thank you. Once real. all of this is over, we're gonna start getting merch going. I had merch like ready to go, and then you know everything shuts down, so uh, not not quite able to do that yet. But we promise it's coming soon. Uh, Parker, where can they find you on social media? Uh, you can find me at Parker the Newman on Instagram and Twitter. Also, feel free to add me on Facebook. Um, yeah. What about you, Drew? Um, you can find me on Twitter at Drew Absher. Uh, <laughs> I was trying to type in the song. <laughs> uh, on Twitter at Drew Absher. On Instagram at Drew Absher is dumb. On Facebook Live. Or on Facebook Live. On Facebook, Facebook live. Drew Absher if you want to add me there. Um, if you're if you're interested in following me on Instagram, I'm thinking about doing some kind of like advice show. I don't know if I'm going to do it here at uh, stab or I don't know quite yet, but if if you want to follow me on Instagram, shoot me a message of just like a problem you're having and I'll try to solve it. Uh, my qualifications are doing a Dr. Phil podcast and also <laughs> uh, making so many mistakes in my life. So uh, make sure to follow stab on all social media platforms. They're live streaming a bunch of shows, including this one. If you're watching at home, you already know that. Uh, but if you're listening at home, uh, go ahead and do that. All right. We'll talk to you guys next week. Uh, we're going to go out with a better song. Uh, see you guys later. 
Should have came in with this. Oh, 